0: around How so, I... Um... is how I won the battle, this is how, this is how.
1: We thank you for your power in this place. Father, we just lift up our church family to you right now and anybody that's watching. We pray for peace in their homes. We thank you for joy in their homes. We thank you for strength in their homes, strength in their bodies, their minds, their spirits. We pray over their families, their children, their grandchildren. Father, we thank you for their jobs right now. We thank you that the future is bright and the best is yet to come for them pray, Father, as we get into your word, that you're going to bring encouragement and strength to us, that your word's going to change us from the inside out. Thank you that your word is spirit and it is life, and it's going to be life-giving to us today to encourage us and strengthen us in everything that we're going to do. Father, we thank you that we're getting to the other side of all this. We thank you that you're with us, you're for us, your hand is upon us, and we thank you if you're for us then who can be against us. Father, we just lift up right now also our governor to you, our mayors, our president, anyone who's working right now to solve this situation in our country. Father, we pray for wisdom for them. We pray for strength for them. Father, we pray for supernatural guidance. We thank you for all you're going to do today and all you're going to do in this place with us. We thank you for it right now. Jesus' mighty name, everybody said, everybody said, amen. You can be seated this morning. We're glad you're with us, tuning into this broadcast, and uh, we miss you guys. We love you. And we are excited, though, because this week we're going to be able to start back meeting in life groups. So we're excited about that. We're thankful that we can actually start meeting back together in small group settings, in life groups with 10 or less. So this week... Uh, we're excited. We're going to start getting to see some of you guys in our life groups, and we're looking forward to that. But we miss you, and uh, we're excited about this word we're going to preach today. So if you got your Bibles with you, let's turn to Matthew 11, uh, verse 28 through 30. We're going to kind of continue this series about worry and anxiety. And I want to talk specifically about uh, Jesus' words in Matthew 11, 28 through 30. And it says this in verse 28. Come to me, all you who are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, for you will find rest for your souls. Verse 30, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Notice that, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So if you're taking notes today, the time of my message is real simple. is light and easy. Everybody say light and easy. Everybody say light and easy. So we're going to talk today about what Jesus meant in this passage in Matthew 8, 28 through 30. What did he mean by his yoke is easy and his burden is light? And we're going to continue talking about this idea of worry and anxiety in the world today. And I believe this message is not just for the time we're in, but just it's a lifetime message. And and I love these verses in this passage, and this is actually the passage that Uh, Dad, Dr. Jacobs, he got saved on these verses right here. He came into a church, a Baptist church um, in his early 20s, and he had been a drug addict for years, and he had felt like he'd lived three lifetimes over, and he had tried everything multiple times and was still not satisfied. And the preacher, he doesn't even remember what the preacher said. But at the end of his message, he read these verses. And dad gave his life to Jesus that day because he knew this verse when it says that you will find rest for your souls. And that verse stood out to him. And that's the only thing he can remember from the message is he needed rest for his souls. And how many know we all need rest for our souls? And he heard those words and came and gave his life to Jesus all those years ago off of these verses of Jesus speaking about His yoke is easy and His burden is light. So I've always loved these verses, and we're going to kind of dive into it today and kind of hang out there the whole time this morning. So we're talking about light and easy. Everybody say light and easy. Light and easy. Matthew eleven 28. We're going to start there, and I'm going to read kind of when we studied this in the Amplified Classic Translation. And notice in verse 28 it says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and overburden and i will cause you to rest i will ease and relieve and refresh your souls but notice the beginning of that jesus says come to me come to me now that's uh, very interesting that he would say that because he's talking to a culture and he's talking to people that had been under a religious system that was hard and difficult. And they, they only knew God as a judge and a rule keeper. And he was strict and he was cruel. And Jesus came to reveal who God was really like. And notice Jesus said it's not about rules. It's not about uh, judgment. It's about coming To me, But I love it. The first thing that Jesus says for all of us in here, if you want your life to get right and you want to find rest for your souls, you're going to have to come to me. And I love that because I was thinking about, especially during this time, but really your whole lifetime, we're always turning to something to find relief. Now, we see that today, especially in your life, when pain happens, whether that's physical pain or emotional pain or mental pain, And trust me, all of us are going to feel pain in our lifetime. We can't avoid that because we live in a fallen world. We live in a sinful world. We live in a world that that the God of this world is the devil and he has some control. And since we live in a sinful world, there will be pain in our life. And I'm not trying to prophesy doom and gloom, but all of us will feel pain in this life because we're not in heaven yet. And we will feel physical pain and mental pain and emotional pain. And the key is, how do we respond to it? Because this is what happens. They, they say, if you've studied this before, when all of us face pain of any type, whether that's physical, mental, or emotional, or even spiritual pain, we always find a coping mechanism to make us feel better. We're always looking for something to make us feel better, and, and there's, there's not necessarily something wrong in that desire, but that desire is ultimately for God, but most of us choose to find something else to make us feel better, and it's only temporary, and it doesn't satisfy. So like right now, we're all choosing coping mechanisms through this pandemic, We all are in our life in general. When something happens to you, physical, mental, or emotional pain or trauma, you're looking for something to help you feel better. And notice most of us choose the wrong things and unhealthy things that ultimately leave you feeling more lonely and needing more of whatever you were doing. How many of you know that in your lifetime, when you've chosen anything other than God to make you feel better, you end up feeling more lonely and needing more of the same thing when you're done because it doesn't satisfy. We're looking to other things to fill us up. It doesn't work because we're looking ultimately for God. And that's why Jesus says, no, come to me. Because he knows we're all looking for something to help us and to heal us and to fix us and to find rest for our souls. And a majority of us choose the wrong things. And really, in reality, we've all chosen the wrong things. Because the Bible says we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And we have chosen lesser things to fill us and try to heal us. And it doesn't work. It leaves us more lonely and wanting more at the end. So here's a few things we're choosing during this pandemic. We're choosing alcohol. Some of you are choosing alcohol right now to comfort yourself. You're looking for rest for your souls, and you're using that as a coping mechanism to make you feel better, but it's leaving you empty. Some of us are, are doing food right now. That's your coping mechanism. And I know you need to eat, but a lot of us are eating unhealthy during this time because it's not that you're just more hungry. It's you're looking for something to fill you up. Some of us are binging on Netflix right now. And I know we're going to have to watch something on TV, but doing stuff like that is unhealthy. It's not helping you. You got to ask yourself, why am I doing what I'm doing? Or or some of you are are looking at porn right now. Some of you are taking other substances right now to make you feel better. You got to realize, why am I doing this? I'm looking for something to cope with the pain I'm feeling. And notice Jesus says, no, come to me. Don't go to other things. Come to me. If you really want to be healed, if you really want to find rest for your souls, you're going to have to come to me. It's interesting. There's a man in our church who, uh, who drives a truck and, and uh, picks up garbage, and he said the two things that they kept finding in garbage during this pandemic were Bibles and alcohol. So people are looking. They're trying to fill themselves full of something right now. Some people are looking for God right now, and some people are just trying to use anything they can to get through this time. And why are they doing that? Because they have real legitimate pain. They're looking for something to cope with that pain, so they're turning to something. But notice Jesus says, no, come to me. Come to me first. Come to me only. Because if you're looking for anything else, you will leave feeling empty and you have to have more and more and more and more. I love it. Jesus was saying in the Gospels, Knows if you come to me if you're thirsty, you'll never thirst again. If you come to me if you're hungry, you'll never hunger again. Why? Because he is the true source of life and healing and peace and joy. With everything else that he's created, you're going to have to keep coming back and back and back. And it will get worse because you're not coming to the answer, which is Jesus. So just this first couple words of this passage Jesus says come to me what do you turn to what do you turn to when you're anxious what do you turn to when you're depressed what do you turn to when you're worried what do you turn to when you're stressed out Jesus says no the answer is come to me first let's be honest a lot of us come to Jesus last when we choose everything else and then we realize, oh, yeah, that doesn't work, that doesn't work, that doesn't work, that doesn't work. And then we have to finally come back to Jesus when he first said, come to me. You wouldn't have to go looking for anything else if you just come to me. Something I, I see in this passage, too, when Jesus says, come to me, because, you know, Jesus is God. I think about Natalie. I think about Natalie because I, I hear the tone of of God the Father in this Verse right here when he says, come to me, I'm thinking about all the times that when Nally's upset or or she's hurting as a dad, I tell her, come on, come to me, because I realize right then she needs her dad. She she needs some help. And, And by me saying, come to me, because I know I can fix it for her. Uh, she doesn't know how to fix some things. Or I'm thinking about, you know, times when she's tried to open something up or she can't figure something out. You know what I'll tell her? I'll say, come to me. Not in a judgmental way, not in a mean way, but knowing that I am her father and I'm the only one that can really help her. And I say, come on, come to me. Come to me. I will help you. It will be okay. We can do this together. And that's the tone of Jesus in this passage is, no, come to me. I know you can't figure it out. I know you can't do it by yourself. I know you're upset right now. I know you're frustrated right now, but you need to come to me. In the tone of a loving God, of a loving Father in this passage, Jesus says, come to me and I will give you rest for your souls. Come on, you getting something today so far? So he says, come to me, all you who are labor and are heavy laden, and overburdened that's kind of the typical american person really the typical person who lives in the entire world but especially us as americans we push put this extra pressure on ourselves this extra stress on ourselves and a lot of us are living overburdened. like I mentioned last week a lot of us look like pilgrims progress guy with a, a big uh, backpack on our back with heavy burdens and all of our care and all of our anxiety and all of our worry and notice Jesus says no you come to me all who labor and are heavy laden overburdened, and I will cause you notice to rest The Amplified says, I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. Doesn't that sound good? That sounds like what we all need right now. We need something that will ease, relieve, and refresh your souls. You got to realize your soul is the area that we all have the problems in. It's not your spirit. If you've given your life to Jesus, your spirit's good. It's in connection with God. I know you have a body, but your body's not even the main problem either. Your soul is. Your soul is your mind, your will, and emotions. And that's where the enemy attacks us the most. He attacks us in our thoughts. He attacks us in our feelings. He attacks us in our mind. The enemy attacks our soul. So notice he said you will find rest not just for your spirit or your body, but for your soul because that's where you need the real rest is soul rest. And Jesus said you will find rest for Your soul. Because the enemy targets your soul. Really, your soul is the deciding factor whether you have victory or not. Because your spirit belongs to God. Your spirit is victorious. You live in a body, but your soul is the deciding factor. Your soul can go with your body or your soul can go with your spirit. So your soul is the one that gets attacked the most and targeted by the enemy. And Jesus says... No, you need soul rest. You need this real rest. And if you come to me, all you who are overburdened and heavy laden, I will cause you to rest. I will ease, relieve, and refresh your souls. I love it. He says he will refresh our souls. And it reminds me of Psalm 23, 1 through 3. The psalmist David said this about God said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He restores my soul. And how many know Jesus is the fulfillment of Psalm 23? And Jesus came and he said, I come to restore your soul. Refresh your soul. Relieve your soul. Ease your soul. And I'm really believe in this and I want you to confess this over your life because I really believe a lot of us have issues in our soul and we need to confess verses like this over ourselves that God is restoring our soul yeah you know you could have went through a lot of stuff that that hurts your soul that that traumatized your soul that wounded your soul but you got to believe God's word more than that hurt. you got to believe God's word more than that pain. And we should confess this over ourselves. God, you are restoring my soul to brand new. You are restoring my soul. You are renewing my soul. You are refreshing my soul. I have a strong soul. My soul is calm and well balanced. And it's healed and it's whole. Don't confess your hurt or your pain. Confess the promises of God. And God says he came to restore refresh, renew your soul. So let's go on to verse 29. Jesus continuing to talk here and he says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am gentle, meek, and I'm humbly, humble, lowly in my heart and you'll find rest. Notice again, he says, relief, ease, refreshment, recreation and a blessed quiet for your souls. So Jesus, in this next part of the verse, he says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Now, I want to talk about that for a second, because most of us that live in 2020 know nothing about a yoke or what it means. And really, in this passage, there's several different meanings of what he's talking about. But I'm going to start with one first. So Jesus, first of all, he says, come to me. Come to me and you'll find rest for your souls. But then there's a next step that we all need to take. Jesus says, now take of me and learn of me, my yoke. Now, what is his yoke? Well, we see in the time and day that Jesus lived that there was rabbis or teachers. They were pretty much like pastors of that day. And Jesus was known to be a rabbi or a teacher. And there was different rabbis and teachers and pastors that traveled around. And they would have a following. They would have disciples. And their teachings or their way of life was known as their yoke. And a lot of the rabbis of that day, their yoke was known to be restrictive and hard and religious And judgmental. And Jesus was a completely opposite teacher to the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the religious rabbis of that day. Jesus came to reveal the heart of God, which he said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. But Jesus said, notice, don't just come to me. That's the first step. But now you got to take of me and learn my life, my way of doing things, my teachings, my lifestyle. And then you will find ease and refreshment of your soul. So the yoke of Jesus is the teachings of Jesus or the way of Jesus or his way of life. You know, how many of you know all of us want the life of Jesus, but we don't want to live the lifestyle of Jesus. And that's the problem because we want all the benefits of what Jesus says we can have in his word. We just don't want to live the life. That he told us to live. And Jesus says this right here. Notice you can't just come to me. That's only the part of the step. You got to take of me and learn how I live. How I walked. And you got to accept this lifestyle that I'm living. And then you will find rest for your souls. Then you will find the peace of God that you're looking for. Then you will find the joy of the Lord. Not just the life of Jesus, but you got to live the way of Jesus, the lifestyle of Jesus, the teachings of Jesus. But he says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Notice the next part. He says, I am gentle and lowly in heart. I am gentle and lowly in heart. He's comparing that and contrasting that to the people of that day, the religious leaders of that day that have given the idea that God was a certain way. That God was just a God of judgment, a God of correction. He he wasn't a loving father. He was just a dictator. He was just a harsh taskmaster. No, Jesus came and revealed who God really was. And that's why he says, no, come and Learn of me and look to me and take of me and learn that I am gentle because I am God. I am gentle and lowly in heart or I'm humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls because Jesus came to reveal the heart of God. Jesus came to reveal who God really is. Some of you right now haven't received God's rest because you still see God the wrong way. Most Christians are so religious and their mindset has nothing to do with the Bible. And they have perceived God as a God who hates them, is against them, is unforgiving, is out to get them. But Jesus came to reveal the heart of God and he says, no, come to me. I'm a God that brings rest and refreshing and joy and strength. And I'm gentle with you, not harsh and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. I love it in the Message Bible. It says it like this. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. But I love that part of the verse. He says, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Now, last week we talked some about the pace of life the pace of life. And I love this passage here because it talks about walking with God, working with God, learning his ways, learning how he does things because there's a pace to it. Now, last week we talked about that. There's a pace to it. Not, not running too fast, not running too slow, not running ahead of God, not running behind, behind God, but running at the pace of God. But notice it says there is a rhythm of grace, a rhythm of grace that helps you stay in the rest of God. Now, there's a rhythm in God. There's even rhythm in, in all of creation, in all of nature, even in our physical body. There is a rhythm. How many know your heart's on a rhythm? Your heart's on a rhythm. Now, if it gets off rhythm, you got problems. It's the same way in your personal life. If your life gets off the rhythms of grace, you got problems too, because you're not living. At the rhythm of God. It's important that we're, we're on rhythm with God. We're on pace with God. Not too fast and not too slow. And notice when we do that, we stay in the rest and peace of God. But how do we do it? We have to learn of Him. Learn of Jesus and how he did things, his teachings, his way of life. And notice when we do that, you're not going to be more stressed out following Jesus. You're going to be more at rest because you're going to be walking in his rhythm, at his pace, at the rhythm of God. You know, I was thinking about this. Jesus never ran anywhere. Jesus did more in three years than all of us have ever done. In three years, And Jesus accomplished all of those prophecies. He healed the sick. He cast out demons. He went to the cross. He rose again in three years. And every time you see Jesus in the Gospels, he's at rest. He's at peace. He's not anxious. He's not running. He's walking. Even when people would come around him and say, Jesus, you got to come here quick. There's an emergency. you got to do this quick. Jesus was never anxious. He was at rest. And we got to learn to be like that. We got to learn to be like Jesus. And we can be because we have his spirit in us and walk at the pace of grace. Walk in the rhythm of God. And notice even when things came up to Jesus, because storms came up to Jesus, trials came up to Jesus. There was emergencies that happened to Jesus, but he kept walking. He kept pace with God. He kept at that rhythm of grace, the rhythm of God. And we can do that too because we have God's spirit within us some would say that this is a non-anxious presence and the church of jesus christ should be a non-anxious presence in the world today we should have so much peace on us and so much rest on us that when we go into restaurants The peace of God goes in there and they can feel it because there's finally a non-anxious presence in the room. Or or they can feel it when we go to school and when we go to work and when we go to the park and wherever we go, that they can feel that tangible peace and rest of God. Why? Because we're walking in the rhythms and the pace of God and we're living in this place of rest for our souls. That's God's will and God's purpose. You know, it's amazing about rhythm because it's so important that we stay in rhythm. It says that you need to learn the unforced rhythms of grace. You know, several years ago, we recorded a CD for Jessica, and we went down to Nashville, and there was uh, Brother Ronnie and Brother Mike and Brother Darrell and me and Bruce, and and we were recording, and we spent all day recording uh, this CD. I think it was like 12 hours we were recording. You know, there's something that happens when you record, And and most of the time we do this live, but especially when you're recording a CD, you need to use a metronome, which keeps the rhythm, keeps everybody together. So the whole time everybody's got headphones on and you can hear the consistent rhythm on the rhythm that all of you should be on. Because how many know if we didn't have that, all five of us in that room would be on a little bit different rhythm. And sometimes you can't hear it live, but when you listen back to the CD, you realize all five people are pl- playing different things, and this sounds like a mess. It doesn't sound good at all. And so it was so important that you stay on the metronome, you stay on the beat, you stay on the rhythm of grace, because it doesn't sound like a mess. It sounds beautiful when everybody stays on rhythm. And it's the same way with your life. Your life will be beautiful and restful and peaceful, but you've got to stay at the rhythm of grace. But you know, it's interesting The later the day went, the more tired we were, the easier it was for all of us to get on rhythm. The easier it was for all of us to get frustrated with each other. Because the longer it went, the more tired we got, it was harder to stay on rhythm. Because we were tired. And then the producer, shout out to Joe Gonzalez right here. The producer would say, hey, guys, you're all on different rhythms. You need to listen to the metronome, listen to the beat. Listen to what's going on here because you guys are all doing different things. And, and he would have to correct us more as the day went on because we would get tired. How many know that's the same way with us? When we get tired, when we get stressed out, when we get anxious, when we get worried, we get off rhythm a lot easier. How many know we all make bad decisions when we're not rested? Brother Hagan said we can't hear from God right when we're not rested, when we're tired. But notice, when we all stayed on rhythm... It was beautiful. Sounded great. But when you got off rhythm or off the metronome, it was a mess. Didn't sound good at all. And you know what? The thing for us as believers, you don't have to depend on yourself to stay at the right beat. Because God gave you a metronome. It's the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of you. And he'll help you keep on the right pace. He will help you keep on the right beat. And you know what? If you're listening to him, which he's always speaking, he'll tell you, no, you're getting a little bit too fast. You're getting a little bit too fast. Slow down. Stay in the rhythm of grace. Or he'll tell you, no, you're going too slow. You need to speed up a little bit here. Stay in the rhythm of grace. And how many know when we stay at the pace of grace and the rhythm of God, that's when we will find rest for our souls. But notice Jesus says, you got to come to him, take of him and learn how to live that way. So my prayer for All of us listening to this is that we would learn more and more every day. Now, this is a lifetime process to learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Lastly, verse 30. It says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Notice Jesus' yoke is easy. His teachings, his way of life is easy and his burden is light. You know, it's interesting about a yoke. Another way to look at the definition of yoke in this passage is there would be yokes that would yoke up oxen to plow a field. And if you knew anything about yokes in that day, they would take a strong ox and a weak ox. They would take an old ox and a young ox. And they would yoke them up together to plow the field or to accomplish the purpose together. And Jesus says, no, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, how could Jesus say that his way of doing things, his teachings are easy? His life is easy because you are yoked up with Jesus. And in this passage, Jesus is the strong ox and you're the weak ox. Jesus is the older ox and you are the younger ox. And they did this for multiple reasons. They put the younger ox, which is us, with the older ox, which is Jesus, so they could learn how to plow a field the right way. That's what Jesus just said. Learn of me, take of me, because I am gentle and lowly heart, and then you will find rest for your souls. And how many know the older ox has plowed a few fields in his lifetime, so he knows what he's doing. Jesus knows what he's doing. If you would just listen to him and learn of him, then you will find rest for your souls. So we are the younger ox and he is the older ox. But also, he is the strong ox and we are the weak ox. They also realized it would be a lot cheaper and a lot better and they would get a lot more accomplished if they put a strong ox and a weak ox together. And we are the weak ox and he is the strong ox. And the reason he was saying this is because the strong ox carries the majority of the weight. So the weak ox... It's light and easy for him because he's not carrying much. The strong ox, the older ox is carrying the weight. And that is our big brother Jesus in this passage. So Jesus could say, my yoke is easy. My way of life is easy. My burden is easy. It's light and easy because I am carrying it for you and with you. And my spirit is helping you and you will find rest for your souls. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So we got to understand if our life feels heavy and burdened down, whose burden are you carrying? Not Jesus' burden, your own burden, the burden of the world. I don't know whose burden you're carrying, but it's not God's. A lot of us blame God, and we're carrying stuff that we're not supposed to carry. We're doing things we're not supposed to do. That's why life is hard. That's why life is difficult. That's why we feel burdened down. But notice when you follow Jesus... The way that Jesus and the burden that he gives you, the yoke he gives you, is light and easy. You guys getting something? So Jesus said that my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I love it. In the Amplified, it says, my yoke is wholesome, useful, good. It's not harsh, hard, sharp, or pressing, but it is comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. And my burden is light. And easy to be born. I love that. Another way to look at this verse. In some translations. I love it says my yoke is easy. Some translations say this. The original meaning is my yoke fits you perfectly. My yoke fits you perfectly. How many know it would be good for. A person who owned ox. To make sure they had the right measurements. Because if you don't fit the ox perfectly. Perfectly. It's either going to be too tight or too loose. If it's too tight, you're going to choke the ox and he's not going to be able to do anything. If it's too loose, he's going to get out of it. But his yoke fits you perfectly. And I was thinking about this because Jesus has custom measured, custom tailored your life, your purpose, your calling. There's seven to eight billion people on the planet right now. Every one of those people, has a custom-tailored, fitted yoke. Jesus didn't leave anybody out. He knows you. He knows your life. And he's not going to put something heavy on you or too loose on you. He's going to find you something that fits you perfectly. And you got to believe that whatever God's called you to do, it fits you perfectly. doesn't matter your personality type or where you came from or what color you are. His yoke is easy and His burden is light. His yoke for your life fits you perfectly. God custom-designed you, specially made you to do whatever you're called to do. And notice, He knows how to measure. He's a great tailor, and He customizes everyone's purpose and plan. And that's why he can say, my yoke for you is easy, and my burden is light. Let's all be honest in here. It's when we do our own thing that God did not tell us to do is when life gets hard. Why? Because it doesn't fit us. It's not custom designed for us. It's, done, it's not our size anymore. But God is the one who knows our perfect size, our perfect calling, our custom plan. And that's why it's the only plan That will be light and easy for us. Is to follow God's plan for our life. Because his yoke is easy. And his burden is light. Can I get the praise team to come up? I want to read this passage out of the message translation as we close. Thinking about that Jesus telling us to come to him. All you who are labor and heavy laden. And I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. So Matthew 11, 28 through 30, I love the way the message puts it because this is really the state of majority of people on the planet right now. It says, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Jesus says, come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. That's my prayer from this message, is that all of us in here stop carrying our own weight, our own burden. We Stop trying to do our own thing, our making our own decisions, our own plans. Trying to dream up the, our own purpose for our life, our own plan. And we just come to Him. He's already got it figured out. Stop turning to other things that don't fulfill you, that don't satisfy you. Come to Him, but then take the next step. Take His yoke, His way of life, His teachings, how He lived, and live like that. And you can do it because you have His Spirit living in you. And keep rhythm with Him. Keep pace with Him. Not too slow. Not too fast. Learn of Him. Why? Because His yoke fits you perfectly. It's light. It's easy. He's the one carrying the weight. He's the one showing you how to do it. But you just got to let him lead the way. So that's my prayer that you would come to him and that we would find rest for our souls more than ever in this time, in this season in our life. And we can do it. He's waiting on us. We're not waiting on him. For us to just humble ourselves, put away our pride and realize how Good, a plan he has for us. And notice it's a custom tailored plan. Fits you perfectly what God has called you to do. And notice when you do that, it will be light and easy. When you do your own thing, it will be hard and difficult. But when you follow him, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Let's worship. Father, we just thank you that you have a place for us. You have a custom-designed place for us. And it fits us perfectly. And Father, we thank you that we receive the refreshing to our souls today. We receive that refreshment, that restoration, that rest, that peace that we've been looking for, that you promised to us because we're coming to you. Father, we take your way of doing things and we're going to learn from you. We believe, especially in the next few weeks, the next coming months, we're going to learn like never before to walk in your ways, your life, your rhythm of grace. We thank you, Father, that we can do it because your spirit lives in us and he'll show us the way to go. Father, we thank you that your yoke is easy and your burden is light for us. We receive that. We cast off anything that's heavy on us, any discouragement, any depression, any anxiety, any pressures from this world. We cast it off once and for all. And we don't carry a heavy burden. We carry what you called us to carry. And that thing is light and easy. Father, we believe things are going to be light and easy for us because we follow you. We come to you. We learn to be everything you've called us to be. And I believe that over everyone who watches this, everyone who listens to this, that, Father, we're going to do your will. We're going to stay in your plan. And we know that when we do, your yoke is easy and your burden is light. We refuse to be like others who are heavy burdened, overburdened, weighed down with life. We're going to live freely and lightly because of you. Father, we thank you for it. We thank you for today. In Jesus' name.